And the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help me for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof and the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he woman not gender neutral he made a woman because she, because she, because she, not it, not undetermined, not I'll decide when I get a certain age. She, she was taken out of man therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh one flesh there's some oneness there meaning there should be some cooperation there should be unity And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. I don't know, because I announced that what I was going going to be preaching about today, about the institution of marriage, folks decided to go visit today. Or just not come anyhow. But you know what? The truth is still the truth. Whether you want to hear it or not, the truth is still the truth. And you know when, when you forsake and avoid hearing the truth, you cut your own blessings off. Amen. But the institution of marriage is an institution that we see in our society today that has been on the decline as far as regarding respect for it. Yeah. Yeah. So many have so little or none whatsoever respect for the institution of marriage. Man have taken it upon himself to steer away from what God ordained and has decided that I don't need to marry you to prove that I love you. I don't need to marry you for you to trust me that I won't leave you. 
But this is the foolishness of man. But I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to enjoy the pleasures and the paradise of marriage, you need to get married. Because rest assured, when he get what he want out of you, and when she's done doing what she's going to do to you, just like the lie they told saying, I don't need a marriage license to prove it, they're going to prove unto you how big of a liar they really are. God instituted marriage for a reason. So that things that are conducted between a man and a woman can be done in a holy and divine way. The Bible teaches us that marriage is honorable in all. And the bed is undefiled. Simply put this way. There are things you can do in marriage that God will not condemn you about. But some of the same things, well, let me just be clear about it. (laughs) Being intimate, having sex in marriage, God does not frown upon. God sanctions having sex, being intimate in marriage because you are married. The two have become one. But outside of marriage, that same intimacy, that same act of having sex will condemn you and send you to hell. Can I just be straight with it today? And we have lost our way in our society. And we have just turned our heads and we don't want to reinforce what God has told us to uphold and to reinforce. And now you look around even in the church. People who call themselves Christians don't even hold up the respect of marriage. God instituted marriage so that man and woman can live and present themselves in a holy fashion before him. And looking how this thing came about. God saw that every animal had a companion. And when God looked at Adam, he says, not good for man to be alone. You know, whether you want to admit it or not, loneliness can bring some crazy ideas into your mind. And God understood that. And God saw fit not to have Adam wandering around by himself. So he created woman. He took a rib from Adam and he created a help me. Didn't say he created a head. Come on now. It don't say he created a neck. He created a help me. He created woman. Man was here first. God created woman to accompany and to be a help me to man. Now don't don't get offended about what I'm teaching today. It's in the Bible. The woman was created for the man, not the man 
for the woman. But that doesn't mean that gives any man to disrespect a woman in any kind of way. But it proves that there is always order when it comes about dealing with God. So no woman should ever put herself in the position to think that she should rule over her husband. And when it comes to religions, no woman should ever put herself in the position to think that she should be up before men and telling them what to do. If God has not given you the authority to rule your own house, you done so ain't got no business up in the house of God telling other women husbands what to do. What qualifies you as a woman to get up and tell any man what to do when you don't have the authority to rule your own house? Unless your husband is a slinky, no backbone, I'll lead her along. But God still didn't give you the authority, regardless of how sorry he may be. Oh, let me be political correct. Regardless of how reserved he may be. God has always been a God of order. And the problem we have in our society today, as I said, people have lost the respect for the institution of marriage. Yeah, yeah. But folks, it still matters to God. We see things occurring in the Lord's church this day and time. Seeing how marriage is no longer being emphasized and being taught in the importance of it. Right. Let, me, let me begin and go into this lesson from this angle. God instituted marriage, yeah. but he did not give a direct command to us today that we all must marry. That's right. I want to be real with you today yeah. because there are many lies being told on God. Mm-hmm. Because People are going about living their lives the wrong way. And when sin has got a grip on them and when sin start maneuvering and and reaping havoc in their lives, they want to turn and blame God and talk about God, this, this man you gave me, God, this woman you gave me, God ain't gave you anybody. That's right. You picked. That's right. You chose. But see, here's the problem. Let let, let me deal with this today. Here's the problem. And many, and many relationships, starting with dating, most of the time, there are some things going on that shouldn't be going on. There are some touching and feeling and uh, carousing and and some sex going on. And instead of the two people abiding in accordance to the will of God and getting to know each other in a spiritual way, sin has blinded them. You're you're dipping and dabbing and you're having sex and now you're blinded by the the lust of your flesh. 
And instead of getting to know somebody for who they really are spiritually, you have been overcome and overwhelmed by the sex. Amen. And because the sex is so overwhelming, you think you're in love. And now because you've been blinded by the carnal thinking of your mind from the sex and the, and the crazy stuff you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, you think you're ready to jump up and get married. Only to find out after you jump up and get married under false pretense. Right now. You say, well, Brother May, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 7, it's better to marry than to burn. But you know what? God expects you to use sense. God didn't expect you to go out there and start fornicating and having sex outside of marriage. It says to avoid. Yeah. To avoid me, you don't have it. That's right. That's right. But what we see happening in our society today is many people, they jump into having it. And the emotions get all caught up and, and he's in a different heaven because nobody has ever broke him off like that before. She's in a different heaven because you know what? I just never had a guy to make me feel like I'm feeling. But see, here's the problem. This is all giving way to the flesh. Ain't nothing spiritual about these feelings. Ain't nothing spiritual about these, these third heaven concepts that you're talking about. How good he make you feel. How wonderful she make you feel. Ain't nothing spiritual about it. So you find yourself lying on God talking about this, this guy God has sent into my life. This woman God has sent into my life. God ain't sent no sin into your life. Amen. 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 So on the false pretense, the two jump up and marry. Yeah. Only to find out the devil reveals why would you want to go do something stupid like that? Yeah. Do you not know when you're married it's supposed to be forever? And now that your eyes are open and now that the sex isn't as wonderful anymore you're wondering why did I do this? Why did I jump up and say I do to this person and now you're beginning to see them as a person and not for a feeling? And feelings grow old, folks. And now you have to ask yourself, what do we really have in common? She don't want to have no sex anymore. You tired now. She may want to and now you too tired. So what do you have in common? What is there to talk about? What is there to plan? What is there to enjoy among the two when the only thing you had in common was sinning? Right now. 
But I'm here to tell you, you chose this situation. You said I do to him. You said I do to her. That's your wife. That's your husband. Well, I don't believe God want me to be unhappy. You should have thought about that when you were doing what you shouldn't have been doing. God didn't want you to be committing sin. You didn't think about that while you were having a good time. So what we find now is, are you going to honor this covenant relationship that you have entered into before God? Yeah, yeah. yeah God sanctioned the marriage, but God didn't pick him for you. Amen. God didn't pick her for you. Amen. You did the picking, you did the choosing. Yeah. Paul said, I would that you abide even as I. And that's why I say to the single folks, you better think long and hard before you go grabbing just anything. Look around, lending ear, listen to some of the moaning and the groaning. Listen to some of the complaining. You you might be better off with loneliness. So we find ourselves in this thing called marriage. God allowed the institution of marriage as an escape route Mm -hmm. to avoid from committing fornication, committing sin against yourself with another person, And we make a free will decision to enter into marriage. The Bible said, when a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, the two become one. To me, the Bible is dictating that a man have some responsibilities. He's leaving his father and mother to show that he's going to be responsible for leading and directing his own household. But for a man to leave his father and mother and to lead his own household, he must have some knowledge, some wisdom, and be responsible in being able to do that. Two empty shells can't go anywhere. So he must understand that God holds him accountable for some, well, for many things. For many things. If a man is going to take a woman unto himself and marry her, he needs to understand he needs to provide for her. He needs to be a protector for her. He needs to love her to the degree as Christ loved the church to lay down his life for her. What? 
That's the Bible. And I'm going over there in a moment. Ephesians chapter 5. Yes, sir. If you're not willing to lay down your life for her, you don't need to marry her. Amen. And women, you need to have enough sense to understand that if he won't, don't. Well, I'm sure as we grow together, he'll change it. No. Unless he's wearing a diaper, you ain't going to change it no other way. So a man has a responsibility before God. Not before his mom, his dad, but before God. To be a provider. How can a man be a provider if he don't want to work? How can a man be a provider if he's been raised up by his mama or dad or just his mama that he can live off of her? And why would a woman want a man who's looking for her to take care of him? If all he wanted was a mama, he should have stayed at home. Women don't allow some man to smooth talk you into marrying you because he want an extension of his mama. He can stay at home with his mama. Find you a real Christian man. A man that's going to provide, protect, and who's willing to lay down his life for you. Man who's not going to verbally abuse you. Man who's not going to physically abuse you. Who's not going to spiritually abuse you. The man has a responsibility before God. Let's see what the Bible says. I know fellows don't, don't, they don't like this a lot of time, but it's the Bible. Amen. It's the Bible. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 25. Well, verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, verse 25. Love your wives. Husbands, love your wives. It don't say depending upon. Except. It said, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that it should be holy and without blemish. So all men to love their wives as their own bodies. So ought men to love their wives. Not their woman. Their wife. As their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. Did you all hear what the word of God said? Men 
ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Men ought to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Nowhere do you read in this, what if she started tripping? (laughs) What if she stopped cooking? What if she withholds sex from me? Uh oh. Men ought to love their wives. Now, sister, don't think you're going to get off that easy. Because, see, you have no right to withhold what belongs to him. What? Listen to me, single ladies. And maybe some married ladies need to understand this too. Because, see, I've been around a little while. And I know how some of you have been raised. And I know how many have gone about to manipulate their own husbands. That if you don't give me what I want or you don't provide for me what I feel I want or I feel I should have, I'm just going to turn my back to you when we go to bed tonight. Let me tell you something. You can't deny what's mine. My name is on that. Did you hear me? When you changed your last name, that added my name on that. Oh, let me go to the scriptures. Let me go. One of you brothers get 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Let's go over here. You, you, you gonna tell me what you gonna deny me, and God says it's mine. You want to withhold due benevolence. See, the older, older, older spiritual-minded sister should be saying amen. But see, that's where we're lacking. That's where we're lacking. I'm just telling the truth up here. Quit telling these young ladies, whether they're single or married, well, you know what you have to do is play this game. No, you don't get married to play games. You get married to be married. I'm not saying you can't have fun being married. But you don't play games like that that can cause somebody to sin in this relationship. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Let's do a little reading over here. Now concerning the things where you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Yeah. See, not to touch a woman. Yeah. Not, not get all inundated and involved sexually and uh, getting pregnant, having babies, and you in court now paying child support. Now you want to holler. Well, it said better to marry than to burn. This should have come before all of that. That's right. That's how you avoid the trouble. Yeah. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own woman. No, wife. Let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence and likewise also the wife unto the husband. Now what did you get out of that? 
Let me read it again. Let the husband render unto the wife. And that means, husband, you can't be playing that game either. Because you know what? A lot of women, a lot of wives are sexually active. Yeah. They're hungry too. They're, they're not going to admit it. Yeah. They're going to walk around like, I don't need no sex. Well, why did you get married? Amen. Oh, I don't, I don't need that. And maybe some have brainwashed themselves into believing they don't need it. But you got a husband. Amen. And just because you might not have any interest in it anymore, he still wants some. Amen. And you need you need to work it. You need to repair it. You need to do whatever you need to do. You can fake it. Do whatever you want to. But the Bible says, "Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband." Yes, Is that what the Bible says? Why y'all so quiet? Speak <laughs> the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm not. It ain't like I'm up here preaching porno. That's right. <laughs> Look at verse number four. The wife had not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband had not power of his own body, but the wife. I told you, when you change your last name, they put my name on it. And how are you going to rightfully, before God, deny me what's mine? That's right. Well, I already hear some of you, and this is what normally follows up behind that statement. Well, brother, man, what if I don't feel good? What if she's sick? Be for real. Amen. Yeah. Right. Nobody talking senseless like that. Right. Did you marry a man that's so dumb and stupid he don't know when you're sick? Amen. <laughs> Talking reality here. Yeah. I'm talking about when you allow the devil yeah. 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 to get into your heart and now you want to manipulate and play games, sinful games with your spouse to get what you want. Come on now. The wife had not power of her own body, but the husband, and likewise also the husband had not power of his own body, but the wife. Yeah. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time. Oh, let's talk about this. Yeah. Except it be with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again. Yeah. Yeah. That Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. Yeah. The Bible says, defraud ye not one another, yeah. except it be with consent for a time. In other words, we're having a disagreement. Yeah. See, we have had so much sex. He and wore that thing out so much. Oops, did I suppose say that? Then just seeing so much before they got married. Now the joy of having sex in marriage has grown old in just one or two years. Mm -hmm. 
Do I have to? Defraud ye not. Want to know? When he said, you know, I got need. He said, well, shoot, I have worked today. I'm tired. That don't stop my needs. I'm looking at other women all day, every day. I'm looking at half-naked women all day on the job. I come home, I want to put my attention where I'm supposed to. I don't want to come on and hear about eh, I work just as hard as you. Okay, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. We need to come to some agreement. So, defraud ye one another, defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent. We're going to back off this thing for a while. I ain't going to talk about being intimate for a week or whatever, and we come to an agreement on this. That's right. But we're bringing it back to the table. Yes, sir. But while we're in this cool down period, we need to be fasting. We need to be praying about a solution. It don't say, I'm ready to leave and go my own way. I'm ready to get a divorce because I'm tired of having sex. It doesn't say that I just don't want to have sex anymore and you can't tell me what to do with my body. Y'all with me out there? Yes. Amen. I don't leave here accusing me of being out of bounds up here. But that's the problem. We're not talking about it that's enough. Right. Amen. He said, Paul says right here, and come together again. Yeah, yeah. But baby, it's been a week or two. You want to talk about it? No, I still don't feel good. <laughs> well, you need to go to the doctor? Is it something? You cannot defraud your spouse. Amen. And, and I know I'm using the term with the husband toward the wife, but it's the same way. Right. Right. Husband, you can't defraud your wife. That's right. You, you, know, you know she was high strong when you was out there sinning and doing it before you were married. And now she really don't have no guilt behind it. She changed her last name and ain't no needing you hollering. I'm tired. That's right. Look at the sisters just looking at me like. Well, you know I'm telling the truth. Amen. Yeah. The two, remember what it said over in Genesis? Yeah. The two become one. Yes, so if my name becomes your last name. That's the only garage I should be parking in. That's right. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. 
And every wife should be concerned enough for her husband's not only physical well-being, but spiritually well-being. Yeah. Knowing what's out there in this world, Come on now. Come on now. she should keep him satisfied. Amen. What kind of mess is this? You're going to defraud me. I ain't going to get mad at myself. You're going to defraud me of sexual pleasures and then say what? You go out there and look at somebody miss somebody if you want to. I'll divorce you. You ain't going to get nothing out of this. You just as wrong. That's right. Amen. Two sins ain't never made nothing right. That's right. And a young lady tell me one time, she said, my grandmama, she wasn't the most educated woman in the world, but she was smart. Right. Yeah. She said, my grandmama stayed married to my granddaddy 60-some, almost 70-some years. Yeah. And the young lady said, she asked her grandmama one day, how have you managed to stay married so long to granddaddy? Yeah. She said, her grandmama part of some simple wisdom right. unto her. She said her grandmama said, keep him full on the top, feed him good all the time, and keep him empty on the bottom. <laughs> Too tired to go anywhere else. What is he going to look for? Why do most men go outside of their marriages? Something ain't, something ain't happy at home. But today's 21st century woman said, I, I don't feel I should have to be a slave to my husband. Nobody said you have to be a slave to your husband. Be a wife. Be a wife. Fulfill the duties and responsibilities that God charged you to do as a wife. Amen. Amen. And listen to some of the responsibilities you have as a wife. Let's, let's, let's go back over to Ephesians chapter 5. And we would like to make marriage so complicated, but it's not. Amen. It's just a matter of being submissive. It's a matter of being obedient to what God says. That's right. That's right. Now you can make it difficult yeah. by being disobedient. Yeah. But God still is going to hold you accountable. In verse number 21 and Ephesians 5 submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. That's for both man and Amen. Woman, husband yeah. and wife. Yeah. Keep God in the center, in the focus. Yeah. Verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Own husbands. That's right. As unto the Lord. Yeah. Now, if I ask this question this morning, well, and please don't answer out loud. <laughs> how many wives this morning submit unto their husbands and love him and honor him and respect him as unto the Lord. Right. I just wonder how many hands would go up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if you're sitting among this audience and you say to yourself, no, my hand won't go up. You got work to do. Amen. Because this is a direct charge yes, it is. to you as a wife. Yes, it is. And, and can I throw something else in this? It says, wives, submitting yourselves unto your husbands. It does not say, girlfriend, unto your boyfriend. If a joker wants to enjoy marriage, let him marry you. Well, I just want to show him I know how to cook. I want to show him, invite him over with your pants. Stop serving that joker. That's right. Hand and foot. Amen. I just want to show him I could be a good. You can be a good wife because you're a Christian. Amen. And you love God. That's right. Yes, sir. That's how come so many women find themselves in the trick bag. You start treating this joker like a husband. You serve him like a wife. And then, you know what? He get used to it. And then you wondering, why won't he marry you? For what? Why you want to go mess things up now? You've been cooking for me. You've been giving me the sex. You've been doing everything else like we were married. Why you want to go mess things up talking about getting married? I ain't left you without a marriage license. What make you think I'll leave you now? And watch them vanish. Yeah. 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 This is speaking to married folks. Amen. And single sisters don't go out there whining and dining these jokers. Amen. That's right. Amen. They need to be proving themselves under you. Amen. And first and foremost, make sure they can provide for you. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Ain't you tired of crystals? Chipotle <laughs> <laughs> be nice every now and then. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> Salupa. Oh, it took me out. We just went out and got some. We, I went to Taco Bell and got some uh, Salupa. <laughs> Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Yeah. How, how many would raise their hand and say, hmm, hmm. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband, make sure you don't see y'all face. For the husband is the head of the wife. But what if he acting a fool? What if he ain't doing what he's supposed to do? Do you see the scripture changing? Does it still read the same? You knew what he was before you said I do, right? Amen. You knew how sorry he was before you laid down and had sex with him. But regardless of what you think now, the husband is the head of the wife. 
even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Amen. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Amen. Uh, brother May, I, I, I just have to disagree. You ain't disagreeing with me. Amen. I didn't write it. That's right. I just don't see why I should have to put up and take all the mess that he's doing and he don't want to pay the bills. He don't want to be responsible. You telling me you didn't see any of this before you married him? No, you didn't because you were too busy having sex. You were too busy having sex and you thought you were going to be able to live off of lust. Right. Not love. Right. Lust. Right. And when the reality sets in and you say, this is a pitiful rascal right here. Be careful. That's your head. That's your head in everything. Yes, sir. I just don't feel it's right. The Bible not written about your feelings. Amen. The Bible is written about the truth. Amen. So you're either going to honor God in this covenant yeah. and make this thing work, persevere, endure, whatever it takes, yeah. or you're going to sin against God. That's why we have so much confusion and commotion in the church today. Amen. Yeah. Preachers of lying, right. yeah. giving, giving false reasons why somebody could put away their spouse. <laughs> well, I understand. I understand it, 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 it's not easy. I understand it may be hurtful. I understand. But the word of God says, this is your husband. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. It don't say get rid of it. That's right. It doesn't say you can leave him. That's right. <clears throat> but but what if what if ain't got nothing to do with this? That's right. And this go both ways for husband with unruly and 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 spouses who don't want to submit. Amen. That's right. But I don't think God want me to live like that. You don't know the mind of God. Amen. God wants you to lean more on him. Yeah. As much hell as you go through with this spouse, yeah. you just lean more on him. Amen. Consider him or her your thorn in your flesh. Yeah. And accept the same explanation Paul accepted when he went to God three times. Yeah. And the response finally was, my grace is sufficient. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just can't see living like that. You can't see going to heaven. Because adulterers can't go to heaven. That's right. Well, I just don't think God wants. That's your thinking. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Yeah. Yeah. Lean not to your own understanding. Yeah. 
admit, look, I entered into this relationship the wrong way. But I'm in it now and I must lean on God. I must trust in God and I must deny myself to get through it. Or heaven will never be your home. See, young, young single folks, single sisters, single guys, let me tell you something. That's why you better be extra careful Amen. about who you jump up and marry. Amen. You mess around and marry somebody who's been married and that it wasn't scripture reason how they got out of that. The Bible says he or she will cause you to commit adultery. And you will go to hell because of the lie or the deceitfulness that person brought into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, you ain't going to hear this preached many places. No. But it's right there in Matthew 19. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, he told me uh, it was for. No. You better dig deep. Yes, sir. You better dig deep. Your soul depends on it. Amen. Whether you go to heaven or hell depends on it. Amen. And can I, can I clear one very important thing up? Well, God can't forgive. Oh, God can forgive whatever God wants to forgive. But he said regarding the institution of marriage, the rules are very clear. Yes, sir. You leave, you cleave, and you stick with it. In the beginning, it was not so. Moses gave you the, 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 the certificate. Moses gave you permission to put away and this and that. Moses did it because the men were killing these women. Abusing them and everything. But Jesus never said, I said it. Matter of fact, Jesus said, in the beginning, it was not so. God designed the institution of marriage to be for life. It ain't popular. But it's the truth. So you telling me, because you say in your mind, God can forgive you walking out of a marriage outside of the conditions or the restraints that God said you can leave. So how, how many times can you remarry then? You get tired of the next one, then you say God can forgive. You get tired of the next one, God can forgive. I'm just being real. Well, if God can just keep forgiving because you get tired of that man or that woman, why would he bound it to be for life? Why would it be for good times and bad times, for better, for worse? Man, if that's the case, there ain't going to be no worse. Because you're going to leave before the worse comes. Let, let, me, let me wind this thing down. <laughs> Verse 31, Ephesians 5. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother 
and shall be joined unto his wife. And they too shall be one flesh. We heard that somewhere, didn't we? Oh, in Genesis. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Did you sisters hear what verse 33 just said? Well, he's such an idiot. That's your idiot. And you're sinning, degrading, and talking about your husband. The Bible says you, re you reverence him. You respect him. But you just don't know my husband. No, I don't have to sleep with him. Don't have to. That's right. You married to him. Yeah. You need to know him. That's right. Let me read that again, Bobby. Yeah. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife. So love his wife. Yeah. Bro, you just don't know my wife. But I know what God said. Yeah, that's right. She can act up. She can clown, whatever. You know what? I'm going to still provide. I'm going to still do what I'm supposed to do. That's right. Because I want to please God. God did not say, accept. Accept. Stop providing. Stop loving her when she started acting crazy. Say, love her. Because see, what we fail to recognize in our marriages is how we treat one another is to glorify God. Amen. It's bigger than the two of us. Right. It's about glorifying God. Yeah. So the Bible said, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. Yeah. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Yeah. If I was to pose a question, don't answer out loud. How many wives in this auditorium reverence their husband? Right now. I wonder how many hands would go up. Right. But if I ask the question, how many wives demise and criticize and put down, talk about their spouse, I wonder would there be more hands going up with that if people told the truth than reverencing their husband. How many men hands would go up if the question was posed, do you love your wife like your own self? Right. It's sad to say, but it's true. So many people going to hell. Yeah. Because of this institution of marriage. Yeah. And it's not because 
the institution that God created in marriage has a flaw. Because it does not. It's perfect. It is perfect. But I'm going to tell you what the problem is. People have abused, lied, changed, and they do not want to adhere to the truth of marriage. If I could give advice to every single person in this room today, I don't care if you're middle age or young or what, my advice to you would be avoid fornication. Before you jump in marriage, you need to have a clear mind. And we all know, ain't nobody thinking clear when you're caught up in fornication. Why y'all looking at me like I'm crazy? The woman, she's emotionally disrupted. The man, he he don't know where he is. He's just running off hormones. He down for a little while and then guess what? He ready for round two. Ain't thinking about going to hell. Ain't thinking about glorifying God. Just thinking about how I could please her. How I could make her holler. Do what the Bible says. Avoid fornication. When you're considering thinking about marrying somebody, you need a clear train of thought. And if he's not willing to wait to enjoy the pleasures, let him move on. Somebody going to be willing to respect you. Somebody going to love God and respect God enough to wait for you. But if you're going to start a marriage off on fornication, you in for a rough ride. And if you don't believe me, ask around. Ask around. Look around right now. You might have somebody say, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. shouldn't have been doing that before we got married. A lot of things I probably would have been able to see. But I was caught up in the moment. And I was blind. But guess what? She's yours now. He's yours now. And you better figure out a way to make it work. If any were offended this morning, it was not my intent to offend. But I've come to learn the truth can be offensive. I don't apologize for the truth. And I hope and pray you took it for how it was prepared and how it was meant to be received. In love, but most importantly, to save your soul. Folks, we are the called out. We are the ecclesia. We are the examples that the law is supposed to look to for examples. 
if we got all kind of whoremongering, marriages, divorcing, and marriaging and divorcing going on in the church, what in the world are we going to offer those that are out there in the world? That's right. That's right. Amen. What do our children have to look to as an example right. as to why they should stay in their marriage whenever they get married? Right. Our children need to see when mom and dad got a problem, they have indifferences, they need to see where mom and dad looked at looked to God's word for the answer. Amen. They 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 prayed about it. Yeah. They discussed it. They prayed about it some more. They came back together. Daddy didn't just pack up and leave. <laughs> Mama didn't just go out and hang out with her friends from work acting like she's single. They prayed about it. They took it to God. And our kids need to see that instead of seeing so many people giving up on marriage. That's all I have to say today. Let, the, let God be true. And every man a liar. This thing called marriage, God created it. It's not a bad thing. But you need to accept what comes with it. If, if, you, if you can't just deal with you and God walking together. And you say, I just can't do this. I got to have somebody. You better be ready. Amen. And you better know that somebody you get ready to get hooked up with. Because you know people do lie. Amen. And what glitter and shine on the outside can sometimes be sorry and pitiful on the inside. Oh, he looked so good when we were dating. Well, you should have dated him longer. <laughs> She was so fine when we were dating. You should have saw more than her outward figure. Because along with time come changing. Along with time come shifting. She's a 16 ounce today. But she'll be a two liter down the road. He's a six-pack today, but he'll be a keg tomorrow. That's why when you marry, you marry for love. So even when the shifting up here and down here and around here, and when all of that kicks in and everything, that don't phase you. You, you married this man, you married this woman because you love them. You have so much more in common with him or her than just sex and appearance. Amen. That's right. That's right. Can't be trading in your wife and your husband like a car. Amen. Well, he ain't he ain't working it like he used to. Heaven. That's right. Heaven. That's right. Become more creative. That's right. Amen. 
Maybe, maybe he need a tune up because you need a tune up. Amen. Get freaky. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Marriage is honorable and all. That's right. In the bed, undefiled. Yes, sir. We're sitting there talking about some. My, my mama. Ooh, my mama saw me doing something. Like, your mama ain't got no business going on in your bedroom. <laughs> Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mama freaking us out. Right. <laughs> I don't know what my mama would think if she, your mama ain't got no business knowing what's going on That's in right. your bedroom. Amen. That's right. That's right. You left your mama. That's right. You cleaved unto your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Now you make your own music. Amen. That's right. Talking about what your mama would think. If your mama a Christian woman, your mama would say, Gone, girl. Work it. Make your husband happy. Let me stop.